the point in church because a lot of the time churches want to scale to get bigger mm. what are your thoughts on that should churches get bigger i don't think there's an issue with churches getting bigger necessarily but i think it's all about like like what you're pursuing as right. a church like if you're pursuing fame or as a leader even a leader in a church mm. if you're pursuing like celebrity or like a name for yourself or a name for your church if it's all about the glory of your church then i don't think like the size of your church necessarily matters i think that's the issue yeah already i agree you know what i mean because some churches will just get bigger and you can't control it like mm. depending on where you are like where your building is yeah what you guys are bringing to the table i guess but i think the goal shouldn't be like you know like fame mm. I, I don't know yeah i would agree it seems like churches well it seems like a few churches just try to build out of ego maybe yeah or out true. of pride or something like that mm, mm. when that's not ultimately that's gonna crumble yeah but then that that raises the question is it okay to build a church out of ego if it's helping someone because that's what church is for <laughs> yeah yeah true yeah i don't even know how to read like reckon like how does it even because you know i think that happens so often in life where someone's intentions may be like completely just off yeah but the impact they have is still positive positive yeah that's exactly I, yeah but i think i think when you're put into a position of leadership that's like a lot to gamble on mm. i mean i know you're not like I don't know. It just seems like people that are in a position of leadership should be leading from a certain... Like, that's just the, expect, the expectation. Like, whether good can come out of your... Like, whether you're telling yourself, oh, I'm doing this for, you know, the people in my community, but I'm going to benefit as well. Like, it's going to make a name for myself as well. Yep. Even if that's, like, working, I think it still should be addressed. Because, I don't know, there's still so many issues, <laughs> like, with yeah. that place, with that mindset in leadership. I think, yeah, even if it's not really affecting anyone else, it's affecting yourself, like, the way you lead, why you lead, and all that kind of stuff. I don't know. Yeah, I guess, ultimately, it comes down to the purpose in church. Yeah, sure. It's a good question. I mean, default answer that comes straight to my head is mm. for the people. Mm. Now, like, what exactly it's supposed to do for the people is, I'm not sure. Yeah. Because, like, it provides a lot of support, mm. whether that be, like, moral support, financial support. Mm. Just provides a good community for people to come and, and give belong and receive. And yeah, yeah, and yeah. belong. Yeah. So, that's what I think church is for. Well, I think... I think that's what church used to be for. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> true, true. Yeah, because yeah. we don't need each other as much. In what way? Just like in terms of, you know, back in I don't know the eighties or the seventies, yeah. people like worked together and like yeah, they true. banded together. If you're giving something away, there's someone that can use what you're giving away. Mm, now mm. we just throw it in the bin. True, and I think with um, technology and everything like that as well, we're so wanting to be a part anyway like we're it's we're living in a culture that's so about the individual now yeah i'm not sure i mean we weren't alive back then but i think it was very different like what you were saying that kind of idea of community and togetherness and doing something together Mm. whereas now and even with that whole thing about like giving away to someone versus like just discarding it yeah there's not that same perspective and value of community i think now mm. you're so people are so full of themselves and thinking about themselves that they would just chuck something in the bin or they would just you know there's no like outward focus i think just in general yeah it's kind of sad <laughs> <laughs> very sad because yeah ideally that's what i want the church to be that i go to if that makes sense yeah. if i were to go to a church i'd want it to be like a community mm-hmm not so much a show that I go to or a concert every Sunday. Yeah, yeah. Because that's so superficial. Mm. And it's like, that would have worked 
maybe in the 2000s, early 2000s. Because I think as a society, we were so used to like, well, everyone's idea of church was like a Catholic church. You know, like I I remember in primary school, all my friends, they used to be like, oh, like pews and like like standing up, sitting down, like confessional, like all that kind of stuff. And so it was kind of crucial for the church to still be community focused and others focused, Hmm. but to kind of bring a relevancy to church as a construct and uh, Christianity, like, like faith, I think there was an importance to bring that back into culture. Mm. But now I think in this current day and age, everybody already knows that, like everybody mm. already knows that church is like quote unquote cool mm. or that like it's now and it's relevant. I yeah. mean, we're living in the day and age where like people are looking for something deeper and they're, they're not really looking for that kind of show anymore. Hey, like, yeah, I think you put it perfectly what you said. Like it's more, you're looking for something real. Yeah, I don't know. exactly. But I feel like, just in terms of society at the moment, everyone's on this sort of spiritual journey. Mm. Like no matter what, I mean, maybe going to Newtown, <laughs> that's what I know. <laughs> everyone's on their own <laughs> spiritual journey where everyone wants to like discover who they or what they really are. Mm. And so I feel like pastors nowadays can become motivational speakers mm. because that's what people are wanting. Yeah. Yeah. But who knows if it helps someone then it helps someone i mean it's not what well, i'm not looking to be motivated mm. i'm looking to learn yeah to grow yeah and motivation will only get you so far yeah i don't know i was listening to this thing you know joe rogan yeah yeah <laughs> he was saying like that there seems to be a culture now like the culture of celebrity but he was talking about it in relation to pastors mm. and how so often exactly what you're saying because they can see that there's that need for people to find themselves Mm. or they can see that people are like just looking. It's so easy nowadays for pastors to just put themselves in that position to just be that for that person. Yeah. Because they just, they feel like, like, I don't know. it. You know, like it does something for you when you have the answer for someone else. It does. You know what I mean? Like, like, and he was kind of speaking about that and just saying that's kind of a drug too of being the answer for people. Mm. And I think, yeah, Past is a, a dangerous place to be. It is. Because you can just become a mo- motivational speaker yeah. and not really a a leader or mm. a, I don't know. What do you think the role of a pastor is? I was like... <laughs> That's the thing. That's, I was just thinking about that. What is the role of a pastor? Which would go back to what is the role of the church? Yeah. And if the church is for the people and the people need motivation, then is that wrong for the pastor to be more of a motivational speaker i think it's wrong for them to be more of a motivational speaker i don't think it's wrong for them to have aspects of motivational speech within their messages or within their leadership style true but i think if that's all you bring to the table i can just hop on instagram and find that in 10 seconds on my own anyway yeah. Yeah. i don't need to go to church <laughs> i don't need to go to be a part Literally. of a church for that yeah but there's a reason that I'm still a part of a church. That's a great point though, what you just said. You can go on you can go on YouTube and find a motivational speaker to tell you the same things these pastors are saying. Yeah. Which then would support the point that church is community. Because mm. we can go find the answers to what we're looking for elsewhere. Yeah, if you know where to look and yeah. and you're looking, yeah, you'll find any everything's so accessible now. Yeah. But then Okay, so then where do you... Okay, here's a question. Do you think the size of the community is what leads to that whole, like, distant leader figure, mm. that, kind of, that kind of thing? Or is it more of a heart thing within that person? Because then would it be like when your church gets a certain number, is that when you then church plan? Or is that when you, like, break it off? Or can you just keep allowing it to, to grow? Mm. Like, what, do you, what, are, your, what are your so, thoughts? It's like, um... Well, it's very hard to keep, not track, but keep all of your congregation accountable. Well, not accountable, but just to see how everyone really is. Mm. If you're in a church like a mega church Mm-mm. where you have thousands of people at every service. Yeah. Might come across as judgmental. Yeah. No, but it. it seems to me like that is a concert mm. to me. It's not really community. 
Oh, so just on the basis of how many people are there. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Because then you have to cater for the thousands of people to make mm. sure everyone is happy. True. So I don't know. I think if you have certain individuals that go to a church mm. and that builds, and then maybe some individuals prefer or need something else that the church can't give them, then they can go and start their own church yeah to give people like them the things that they need that they need yeah okay yeah i didn't think of no that's that's actually good what you said was really good i didn't think about it like that like having to cater to the needs of that many people and the only way to do that would be to put on something generic yeah or something not as deep so i guess there is a danger then in if if you're not really paying attention to who's in the building Mm. then there is a danger i guess in having a larger congregation if you're not switched on about it yeah in a way yeah i would say so mm. and then i would say it kind of runs like a in a mega church anyway mm. it runs exactly like a business true yeah do you want to do you want to actually <laughs> speak about this really? yeah. because yeah <laughs> that's very very true just in terms of like you got a new person in yeah and then that's when like the whole business model works they've got procedures set to follow you up, someone's going to call you, Yeah. ask you how you are, this and that. If you say yes, you want to come back, somebody else is going to call you to make sure you come back. If you yeah. say no, somebody might call you or somebody might just send a text or an email. Yeah. And then when you come back, they'll have connect group leaders yeah. that will look after you. And then those connect group leaders have connect group leaders that look after them. Yeah. So it's like everyone's got a manager. Yeah, okay. Everyone's being managed by someone. Yeah. Until you go all the way up into the to the top <laughs> to the top yeah yeah well i think i think in <clears throat> in some instances that's necessary mm. purely based on how many people might be at that place i think it's it it would be impractical to do it any other way yeah however i think you're right in the sense that so often people can be just viewed as like an asset like they're the thing you have to get like you know what i mean like like if that person comes once your objective isn't to see how the person's going your objective is to see how the person's going so that they can come back to church yeah and not just back to church back to your church yeah right because it's like they're like now the client or Mm. like that thing that now everyone's working towards Mm. everyone's working on and i think people can sense that like people people can sense that they're not really being I don't want to judge, but like sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes mm. people can get followed up from a place that's not genuine. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Like they might care about how they're going, but the motive is so that they're back into your own mm. church community. Yeah. That's a business. Yeah. I, I would think. agree. Yeah. People are yeah, the prize, I guess. Yeah. The more people you have, the more congratulations you get or... <laughs> I don't know. Getting deep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But like, even for me, the reason why I don't want to go to a different church or just check out other churches yeah. is because I don't want to be stuck in that, hey, what's your name? Where are you from? Oh, mm. yeah. You coming back next week? Oh, here's, what's your number? All of that. I'll get yeah. you into a connect group. Yeah. I don't want that. Why? Like, I don't want to feel like I'm trapped. Like I'm being trapped into something. Yeah, okay. Like, at least get to know me first. Mm. If I come back, then you've done a good job. Yeah, If I yeah. come back on my own. On your own, own accord. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not because you said I should come back. But, mm. I mean, people are all different. People work in different ways. But I think I think that shows that they're genuinely interested in you, though, and mm. who you are. Like, if they, if they just leave, they get to know you and actually want to find out about you. And it's just completely okay whether you come back you know or not yeah because technically they you're not really a part of their church until you're a part of their church yeah but there's this big culture of it's almost okay so like i work in sales right and sometimes it feels like that like if you approach a customer that hasn't been approached like even if you just say like hi you can be like that's my customer and like yeah and from that point on they're just they your customer like mm. you haven't done any groundwork nothing you haven't done anything you just say hey. but, but yeah you say hey and they're like they're your customer and you work in retail like you know yeah yeah and sometimes it feels like like that right like mm. it's like people just take you visiting one sunday at their church as like okay they might they might yeah, yeah. exactly they're and gonna they, be in my connect group yeah yeah and they leave no room for 
just building a relationship and being open to the the fact that you might be just wanting to explore other churches yeah. or just like see what's out there. Mm. It's like, oh no, you're here. <laughs> you're coming back here. <laughs> like, and yeah. only here. Yeah, I guess people act like that maybe part of the time because they believe, as they should, their church is the answer, I guess. Because mm. that's why they are there. Because they True. believe their church is the answer. When I think, I don't know, we should work as the body of Christ. Mm. We're all working together. All churches are like all in the body of Christ. doesn't matter where that person goes. Yeah. If they're in a church, then that's a win. That's a win, yeah. They don't have to go to that church. Mm. I just didn't want to get stuck in the... Because, you know, yeah, you having experience in sales. Yeah. Me having experience in marketing, yeah. all I need to do is get somebody's contact details, get yeah. their name and their email address, and then I'll just email them until they tell me <laughs> to stop. That's all it is. And I didn't want to give my number or my email address to a church because it's going to be the same thing. Same thing, yeah. You know, call me, text me, email me. Interesting comparison, especially in, in nowadays, I think, yeah. because we're in such a consumer-driven culture as well. It's just interesting that the one place that it, sh- it should be so different to what's happening in the world. I think we get so carried away with trying to be relevant that we just, we lose our, I don't, like, I don't, like we just lose our calling, I think, or ident- ah. our identity. Do you know what I mean? Like, as, yeah. I, I, I mean, as a body, like as a church, mm. not necessarily as the individual, but as a, like, at, like even since, um, you know, like the Roman, they established the Roman Catholic church. Mm. Like the church has been, and obviously in England, all throughout, like for ages in history, the church was like the pinnacle of culture. And we kind of lost that. But I think now we're like, we're trying to fight for that back. But in doing so, we're just bowing to culture instead of setting the culture. True. So it's like, we're, it feels like we're almost just, we're like, hey, the only way to reach people, is, let's just be a business. <laughs> like, yeah, let's just conform, I let's guess. Just, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's the word I was looking for. <laughs> yeah, con- conforming to just what everybody else is doing. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, to stay relevant, I guess. Yeah. It seems like the church nowadays is trying to stay relevant. The church doesn't need to stay relevant. The church isn't always will be relevant, like in, yeah. in and of itself, yeah. Because yeah. the, the gospel will always be relevant. And mm. if you're actually preaching the gospel, then in my opinion, you don't really have anything to worry about. Like, And just in terms of the purpose of the church is community and people yeah. that will never go out of style. Yeah, exactly. Always, people will always need people. Very true. That's very, very true. Yeah. Human beings are like that. Like, no matter how much we try and short circuit that experience... And that process of relationship through like social media and Mm. through, you know, like phones and all that kind of stuff. Like, I feel like we're constantly on this journey of trying to just condense everything. And it's like relationship. If you're constantly offering relationship and true relationship, like people are always looking for that. No matter how much we try and shorten the process, no matter how much we try and um, condense it, like studies are showing like nothing. You can't like, go without the real thing. Mm. You know what I mean? All that to say, you can't go out without the real thing. You can't live a life that's an individual-based yeah. life or an isolated life. Mm. I mean, just COVID. Like, yeah. everyone was like, oh, like, it kind of showed everyone the importance of human interaction and actually being with Definitely. people. Not just through your phone. The church just stuck with that. We'd, yeah, we'd always be relevant. I don't know. I think so. We might have to cut this out of the podcast. Yeah, true. But I mean, when... <laughs> but I I was going because I felt part of a community mm. as well as I was learning and growing. Yeah. But more so I was a part of a community. Mm. That's what I felt. I felt like I belonged. Yeah. <laughs> Is that the word? Yeah. Belonged? Belang? Think- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, belang. That's I it. I belang. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> but now not so not as much what do you think the reason for that reason for that could be a number of things but i mean people change i guess mm. throughout their seasons of life i've changed since then yeah 
and the pastors have changed connect group leaders have changed <laughs> like even my old connect group leader is not at church anymore yeah or, or the same yeah. yeah so it's like things just move on mm. yeah things just keep moving you got to find what's best for you yeah in a way that's not being so selfish yeah <laughs> but then that's another conversation <laughs> how to be selfish but not selfish yeah that's true how to care about yourself without being selfish. That's the one. Yeah. That's the one. That can be maybe once we start this one. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's another thing I think. Exactly actually what you were saying before. How to care for yourself and not be selfish. Mm. Right. There's that whole conversation I think that's happening now in the church as well. Where it's like, is it too inward focused to be fed at church on a Sunday? Mm. I don't know if you've come across like if you know what I'm. What I'm I know what you about. mean. Yeah, but yeah. like I think there's a big culture now in multiple churches where we're so where other it's it's so weird because we're others focused but still for ourselves. Like mm. we're others focused. We're all about looking out for the purpose of bringing in to ourselves. Yeah. Right. Like in terms of growing the community or growing the um congregation or you know whatever but that often comes with a price and that price is then not necessarily taking care of your own soul on a sunday like with sunday church i think that's kind of dangerous so i think another aspect of church in in line with community is like and you mentioned it growing but i think there has to be a level of and you said it actually before as well learning there has to be an element of teaching and growing that happens on a Sunday that I think everyone can benefit from. Mm. Cause I think if you're constantly being, you're constantly hearing the same message that's not really targeted at you. Like it's targeted at people that aren't there yeah, or people like people that aren't in church. Yeah. yeah. Right. Then you're not being fed mm. and yeah, you can be fed at connect group and stuff like that, but like it's still different. It's different to sitting under a message and learning you know mm. what I mean? And actually being taught something new. I don't know. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. It's that, yeah, it's that awkward place between giving and receiving. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because I, I, I know it's definitely important mm. to do both on a Sunday. Yeah, for sure. Or whenever you have church. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because you can't, yeah, you can't pour out of an empty cup. <laughs> but it's you're not true wrong. no yeah. you're not wrong but i don't think i i think if you're in a position of leadership and you're or slash you're serving at a church i think it's it's on it hold on i need to start that <laughs> yeah pouring out of an empty cup right yeah it's impossible like you said mm. and I don't think it's completely your own responsibility to fill up your own cup. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. I've been told that so many times, actually, like growing up, just from a plethora of different people, from mm. all different churches, from all different walks of life, that, you know, I'd have a conversation or something and just say, look, I'm struggling in my Christian faith personally. Yeah. I just don't feel like I'm growing. Mm. And they're like, well, are you reading your Bible? Are you doing this? Are you doing that? And I'm like, Sometimes I'm like, yes. Sometimes I'm like, no. Like, that's just part of the journey. Yeah. But I think that should only be like 50%. As in like, read your Bible. (laughs) But I think that only makes up for 50% of being fed. I think it's also like researching, listening to podcasts, listening to other people. But also it's sitting under teaching, right? That's Mm. biblical. That's a biblical concept, sitting under teaching. And... I don't think, I think Connect Group is great for accountability and Connect Group is great for community, smaller community, especially if you are a part of a bigger church. But I think there is something so important about sitting under the teaching of a, like in in a service. Mm. And I think that's kind of lacking in our current day across the global church because there is such an emphasis on preaching messages that are accessible to non-Christians, preaching messages that, you know, aren't going to offend too many people. Yeah. They're not going to rock too many boats. You know, they're yeah. not going to stir. And, and in that regard, I think it's too safe because then 
you're doing something like good but at the expense of a whole bunch of, a whole congregation who are just hearing the same thing every week mm. i don't know yeah yeah no i there's no there's no substance to that yeah i agree i agree yeah like yeah just in terms of like i mean ideally in an ideal world everyone would give and not need but that's the thing like i was gonna say everyone would would give and not need to receive but then what's the point in giving if no one needs to receive it point being you're giving to other people in your church you're serving in a church and you're giving to other people but you're needing to give to yourself at the same time like shouldn't there someone shouldn't there be someone that's giving to you yeah yeah that's the point i'm trying to make no no you made it (laughs) (laughs) thank you (laughs) yeah i think you're giving to other people your focus is on other people somebody's focus should be on you yeah but then people say like if you give out of the right place then you are receiving i don't agree with anybody <laughs> <laughs> well, i i would agree though but this just just the gratification that you get from giving from making a difference in someone's life but is that is that true generosity then yeah. if you're if you're because you if you're doing it on like to feel a certain way mm. about yourself yeah is that healthy <laughs> great point i don't know <laughs> <laughs> great point but it, yeah it's that thing of I never understood it with offering. Oh. Because it's like literally offering. Yeah. You need to give to God, but not expect anything back. But he will yeah. give <laughs> double what you gave him. <laughs> like, how am I supposed to give to him and not respect, expect double? I don't get yeah. it either. Um, yeah, it's crazy. Just don't tell me he's going to give me double. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's, that's such a floor in. But yeah. I'd have to agree that it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah. Give in the offering. Don't expect anything back. But you'll get something back. But you will, yeah. <laughs> but you will get something back. Plus, yeah. you get told, okay, God's not a transactional God. Right? Oh, yeah. However, if you do this... He will. He will do... Th- yeah. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make sense. It has to be one or the other. It does. I mean, I understand that the point they're trying to make is to give without expecting. Yeah. They just throw themselves under the bus by saying, but he will give you something when you give. Yeah. So yeah, giving without expecting is the way it should be. Mm. You've grown up in church your whole life. Yeah. You're like, you're 22 soon. And if you're confused about this, yeah, right? Like yeah. imagine every, every, like Man. everybody else. Yeah. Is most likely confused too. Mm. Like how you can't, like one of them has to be true, right? Like, the, yeah. like you can't have both though. Or maybe you can because it's God and we'll never understand his. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing. I don't know. For me, church just seems like it's like a system. Yeah. Like a business, but Mm-mm. like a system where you come in, you get fed and then you graduate and then you feed for the rest of your life. You're yeah. feeding. And then you just keep bringing people in. They graduate and then they feed. Yeah. But like who's feeding the feeder? Yeah. Yeah. Like once you graduate, who's feeding you? Yeah. It's almost like it's assumed that because you've graduated, right? You're a big boy. Now. You're a big boy now and you can feed yourself. Yeah. Which is... It's, very that's not part of community yeah which goes back to the purpose of church yeah it's a two-way street like yeah. but yet yet then we live also in a time where people are so quick to then point the finger at leaders who fall mm. right or people of significance in the church who fall yeah and they're like oh like he clearly was not doing this or like you know about time or like you know how could this happen all you have, it doesn't even take long. All you have to do is just look at the systems, like you're saying, that are happening. Yeah. And then it's like, it'd be really hard not to fall. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. If nobody's feeding you no. and there's so much pressure on you to constantly give of yourself and there's nothing like left to give, mm. 
what, what do you do? Yeah, what do you expect is going to happen? <laughs> it's that thing, God is the one that's feeding you. <laughs> I don't know, man. There's some truth to that. There is, like there's definitely truth, but I don't know. It's just, it doesn't sit with me. I think people reason. just like to, they hear something or they just like to throw things around because they don't necessarily want to come to terms with what the actual truth might be. Yeah. Like Good if point. someone came up to you and and was like, you know, I'm not being fed. Mm. Like if you don't want to hear that and and, and <laughs> like, what are you going to say other yeah. than, oh, you know, God will feed you. Like, yeah, exactly. If I were, yeah, if I didn't want to hear it, if I couldn't be bothered or if I, even if I didn't like the person. Yeah. Okay. I would say, are you reading your Bible? Yeah. Yes or no. Are you praying? Yes or no. Are you in a connect group? Yes or no. Yeah. There'll be somewhere where he's going to say, <laughs> he's or gonna she, say no. Yeah. he's going to say no. Well, <laughs> that's why. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it doesn't work like that. Yeah. But as people, we go through ups and downs. That's just a part of life, which has nothing to do with what we're talking about. <laughs> what are we talking about? No, but okay. That's still a part of church culture though. Yeah. And it's still a part of the church's identity. I think, so I think it, like it, we can talk about it. <laughs> it's kind of a really pretentious way to deal with it as well. If someone p- sought you out and they were like, I feel like this person will hear me out. I mm. feel like I'm safe to talk to this person. And they would just like, look, help me. I'm not growing. Help me. And all you have to offer is, are you doing this? Are you doing this? Are you doing this? Okay, you're not doing that one. Okay, that's why. Or, yeah. oh, God will feed, feed yourself. Or just feed you. You should be feeding yourself in your own time. Like, that's kind of a real like, because that insinuates that that's what you're doing. Yeah. And that insinuates that then you have the ability to feed yourself and that this person's just not doing enough. And as mm. soon as it becomes about how much you're doing, now you're back in religion. Yeah. And one of the biggest catchphrases in the current Pentecostal church, right, is, oh, I'm in a relationship with Jesus, not a religion. Like, you know, yeah. you get those really smart yeah, kids yeah. that are like, oh, are you religious? No, I'm not religious. I'm in a relationship. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <sighs> but people love to throw that around. Yeah, they do. But then when it comes down to it, you, they're still operating like it's a religion and mm. it's, they're still putting the onus on how much are you doing? Yeah. Right? Not yeah. I, like, I don't know. They're not really coming from a place of helping you see all that God has done or helping you see all that God is doing yeah. or wants to do. It's you're not doing enough. You're not doing the right thing. Mm. Be better. <laughs> yeah. Try harder. Like That's what it means. Well, that's what people, yeah, that's how people act. Like you need to be doing more, yeah. Which some in some cases you do. In some, don't cases. hear me wrong. Like in yeah, some yeah. cases, like you can't just not read your Bible at all and just be like, and be like, I'm not growing. Yeah, yeah. That's just you're just a fool. <laughs> yeah, but it's so true. People do act like that, and then it it becomes like that person is perfect. Yeah. When no one is perfect. Yeah. We're all on the same journey. Yeah, exactly. Just in different phases. Yeah. Church will always be run by humans. And like you said, humans aren't perfect. So Mm. what's the point? (laughs) Community. (laughs) Yeah. I was going to say. Yeah. Who decided it was a good idea to have connect groups? Not saying that not a good thing. Uh But where did that come from? I I don't know. The The only time that. Yeah, I don't know. The only time to me where. You could be like, we need a connect group, mm-hmm. right? Would either be if your church is very, very big. Yeah. And so it's not possible to have that sense of community with lots of people. So you're forced to have smaller groups where people could connect. Like that makes sense to me. Yeah. Or for the, yeah, that's the only, or, 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 okay. Or if the Sunday program isn't deep enough and so you need something in the week that's going to either expand on that or substitute what you like fill in for what you're not getting mm. on a Sunday. That's exactly what I think. Okay. <laughs> Are there any others? I don't know. I don't know. Like the only thing I could think of, which is why I raised the point was you would only need a connect group. Cause they say like, are you in a connect group? Yes. So you should be getting fed in a connect group, mm. but why would you need to be fed in a connect group? Unless you're not being fed at church. True. Yeah. So is church supposed to be feeding like the the newcomers? Mm. And then the people that are, the congregation get fed in connect group? 
So is church designed for newcomers? I don't think it should be that way. Yeah. At all. Yeah. But I think that's kind of what it is, mm. I think. I don't agree with that. Many people would disagree with me. Oh, they disagree <laughs> with us because yeah. I'm in the same boat. I guess different, I you know, perspectives. Yeah. And all perspectives are okay. Yeah. <laughs> We're quite welcoming of all kinds of yeah. <laughs> perspectives. It's interesting. But yeah, if church is for new people, then why do I need to go to church? Why don't I just go to connect group? But then they'll say... That's a good question. Well, then they'll just say, you need to be serving. So you serve at church. I've heard that before. Someone has said that to me. Yeah. You serve at church, you get fed in connect group. Yeah. Which I understand. You understand that? I don't agree with it. Okay, what's your... Okay, when you say you understand that, what do you mean? Like... I understand that you get fed somewhere. Yeah. So someone's pouring into your cup so you can pour into someone else's cup. Yeah. Basically, church gives you an opportunity to give mm. to people. But are you giving to the people or are you giving to the church? Great point. Just a question. Well, the people should be the church or the church should be the people. Okay, fair enough. Right? Yeah. But that's the thing. No one thinks about that anymore. Mm. The church is the building now. Or the the organization. Yeah. The people are the people that fill the seats. The people are what almost validate the existence of that building or of that program, which in some ways means it's just not about the people at all. It's just solely about the building or the program. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We're going to get hated on this (laughs) by a multitude of people for this. Well, this is just where we're at. <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. This is where we're at. But, yeah. but I think it's also where a lot of people are at. They I just don't so. want to... Or they're told they shouldn't... Okay, I've got to stop talking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sure this is what a lot of people are thinking. Yeah. They okay. just don't have anyone to talk to. Okay, that's... Yeah, thank you for that. Or <laughs> <laughs> the people that they can talk to or the people that they feel free enough to talk to are non-Christians. Yes. I I, I can relate with that. Mm. I, I know, yeah, I'm sure you can too. Yeah. Which is weird. And sometimes the non-Christians actually have more Christ-like things to say oh. <laughs> about it than the Christians. Yeah. Exactly. God knows how that works. Yeah. I, yeah, I had a conversation with one of my best friends. It was like in year eight. Mm. And I was trying to convert him. <laughs> I was like, man, you're going to hell. Like, you need to go to heaven. Yeah. And then he was like to me, but if I'm a good person, yeah, then like, why would God send me to hell? Mm. And I was like, because you need to like believe in him yeah, and stuff like that. But he was just so like, but if you're a good person, why would a loving God, which a lot of people say. Yeah, you're a good person. Why would a loving God send you to hell? Yeah, and then it made me think. Then, because I was like, "That's a that's a freaking good question." Yeah, freaking, (laughs) that's a freaking good (laughs) question. That's what I said. (laughs) It's a good question, and I'm thinking that we do good works to get into heaven. We save people to get into heaven. We say God's not a transactional God, but we treat it like a transaction. Oh, okay. Hold on. Wait. Are you saying that we think we have to save, like, as in we try and save people to get into the heaven? Is that what yeah. you're saying? Or yeah, are you yeah. saying what we should be doing is saving people to get into heaven? We no, think that one. we need okay, to. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. yeah, cool, cool, cool. We think that we need to. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I yeah. I've had I've had chats with people from from Christian, I mean in the Christian community. Let's, yeah, yeah, in the Christian community, who have literally said things like, "What's like if you're not evangelizing slash witnessing slash mm. quote unquote saving people?" Because obviously, you know, we don't have the power to save people, and it's all God. Like we all know that. <laughs> so yeah, you know, if you're not, you know, then you're wasting 
your life essentially that was what they were trying to say crazy or 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 you're wasting like you're not being a good steward of being a christian uh, that doesn't make sense you're not being a good steward of the knowledge and the freedom that you know mm. essentially which in some ways i agree yeah yeah but i don't think that's what's going to get you to heaven mm. yeah i would agree i mean just in terms of so i'll give you two examples yeah right and you tell me based on morals or whatever you want uh-huh. which person is the better person in your perspective True. Person number one, they give you, ah, how do I even describe this? So they invite you to their party, but they only invited you to their party because one of your friends will invite them to their party. That makes sense. They're inviting, I'm inviting you to my party because one of your friends told me that they will invite me to their party. If you can come to my party. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm with you. That's person number one. Yeah. Person number two is, I invite you to my party. Yeah. Because I want to invite you to my party. Who's the better person? It ends there. It ends there. Second person. Exactly. Yeah. And that's, I think, what my non-Christian friend was saying. He's actually atheist. Oh, true. The fact that if I can be a good person, Mm. like people live their lives being a good person, not expecting to get into heaven. Yeah. Not expecting to get some sort of reward. They're being a good person because that's just who they are. Yeah. Versus a Christian who's being a good person I'm to get you. into heaven. I'm with I, I know what you mean, yeah. That's what I'm yeah, saying. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think the second person would be a better person as well. Because they're not getting anything out of it. Yeah. There might be a better person here on earth, potentially. Oh, but yeah. what I would say is that neither would <laughs> neither would get into heaven because the good person is even though they're not doing the good deeds to get into heaven mm-hmm. there's no dependence on the grace of god it's fully it's still pride even though even if that are not, like even if they're not intentionally being prideful mm-hmm. there's no surrendering to someone else's lordship it's kind of like i'm just doing this all on my own and God wouldn't send me to hell because I'm good. It's still so self-focused, and I think right, there's an absence right, right. of faith and trust. Mm. Isn't like because that's right. You have to confess with your, you yeah, know. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like, there's none of that. So I would say that still be not in heaven. Okay, and the Christian as well. They're not living their life because they love Jesus. They're living their life. Or from what you're saying, mm. so that they can get what they want to get, or they can go where they want to go, mm. and it's solely still about self-preservation, and it's still about like getting to heaven rather than just the love of Jesus and surrendering to Him. So okay. then, I'd say probably not going to be in heaven as well. So who does go to heaven then? The in between, the people in the in between. I think the people that uh, surrendered to Jesus wholeheartedly. Mm. And just and live a life that's live a life that is honoring to him with the desire to grow in him. I think that's the motivation. So not the not a motivation to live forever, mm. but a motivation to live like Christ. Like maybe a motivation <laughs> to live a life that was worth him dying for. You know what I mean? Interesting. That's my that's my opinion. Mm. I'm not saying yeah, that's yeah. that's what it is. That's just my opinion. Yeah, yeah fair enough. Yeah, because I mean, yeah, C.S. Lewis wrote in his book, um, in one of the books he wrote, he he was kind of saying like it's like there could be a, a non-Christian person, right? That's really, really, really kind and really loving, really hospitable, and all that kind of stuff, but they have no faith in Jesus, mm. and there could be an, a really, really angry, bitter Christian. Like living next door, and they're known as you know, like the neighbor that's just like they're just bitter, they're angry. angry. Yeah, exactly. The really hospitable, good neighbor still isn't going to go to heaven because they have no, they're not placing their faith in Jesus. Uh, uh, Personally, that's what I think. Mm. I mean, they might be on a a journey in their heart that only God can see, right? And that might lead to eternal life. I don't know. 
I think eternal life is something that's so, such a mystery to humans. It's, it's crazy that we even try to yeah speak about it. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway, but the non the the Christian who's angry angry and bitter, right? Mm. If in their lifetime they even progress the slightest, right? And it's it's not with an with a heart attitude of just being like, oh, I'm gonna do as little as I can in this life. It's like no no no. It's a true sincere desire and longing to live a life in the freedom that jesus died for them to have and a true desire for the holy spirit to work through them but on a surface level even if that means they're even slightly kinder they're still angry and bitter but they're less angry and bitter than they were and then they die i think they go to heaven so even on a like if you're looking at them you might still objectively be like they're an angry bitter person but god sees the heart mm. and if they've done even the slightest progress surrender to the conviction of the holy spirit and i think they'd go to heaven over the person that was really hospitable and good and morally like you know so the self-centered person would go to heaven over the people focused person well if they're if they're truly surrendered to the holy spirit and allowing him to work through them Mm. i don't think they'd be self-centered but even if they were self-centered if they were less self-centered because they're surrendered to the spirit then yeah i think that's the hard truth but again i think i don't know (laughs) yeah 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 it's such a like an interesting topic this whole like after death thing yeah because everyone has so many different like like a lot of christians believe we go or people go to heaven or hell but even in terms of heaven and hell everyone has these little tiny tweaks Mm. on heaven and hell yeah i just find it interesting i look i think at the end of the day this is one of those things where it's like it's just god god's the one that knows you know like and he's the one that saves and it's just not up to us yeah i agree and i think it's and, and i think even within that like it's not up to you to be able to save yourself and that's where i think a lot of people can get caught up in it because it's like but i'm good but i'm i'm a good person you know mm. i'm a morally correct or right person i'm this and that mm. even if you just listen to that language it's i i me me i exactly you know yeah there's no dependence on a savior there's no need for a savior mm. so even if you're the sweetest human being if you don't have that if it's still all you then you know so at the end of the day what you're saying it comes down to hard intent yeah Yes. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Would you agree? Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. But I'm I'm like in the boat. See, I knew it. You're like, <laughs> yeah, I would agree, but... <laughs> I'm in the boat of like the atheist. Okay. Of, well, not really, but I just don't concern myself, which I've spoken to you about this before, Yeah. with heaven and hell yeah. anymore. Mm. Because to me, it's just so uncertain. Like, no one has the answer. Yeah. No one knows. Mm. So why... First of all, why concern yourself with something that is uncertain? Yeah. Even the Bible says, worry about today, not tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Second is, why would God, I think... I don't know why God would put us here to then see whether we can be with Him again or not. Like, if we were with God in the beginning... Yeah, and then he put us here to then see if we can stay with him. Seems weird to me. Yeah, weird, weird. How <laughs> I just wonder. Like, I'm curious. Like, <laughs> yeah, this is yeah, really interesting. Like, it just seems like what's the point of putting me here to see if I check some boxes? Yeah, and if I don't, I go to hell. Eternal separation. Yeah, yeah. If I do, then I can be with him forever. Yeah. When really our our body is a limitation, it's a hindrance. True. <laughs> That's a really good point. So So it's almost like you're <clears throat> are you saying I'm not saying this. Yeah, yeah. I, everyone, I'm not saying this. <laughs> are you saying then it's in a way we're like destined to fail 
Is that is that kind of what you're saying? Like we have this near impossible task, mm. and definitely we're really like as in, like we're really not equipped to achieve that task. Is that kind of what you're saying? Like we're put on this earth to make a decision that in our humanness we can't make. Kind of, kind of. But I yeah, I would agree with that point. Okay. But that's kind of what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Just the the thing that comes to my mind is what's the point? Mm. Like, why why would I be put here? I guess it's why would I be put here to then focus on what I'm going to do when I leave here? That's where I'm at. Yeah. What do you mean focus on what you're going to do when you leave here? Like, we're all... Well, it seems like a lot of Christians are focused on... Like eternity? Eternity. Yeah. Heaven. Yeah. Getting to heaven. Like, don't worry about this life we have here. Mm. It's about our eternal life. Mm. But what's the point in being here? If it's not about here. Yeah. Yeah. If okay, it's I'm not about you. where we are. Because yeah. even the Bible said, worry about today. <laughs> <laughs> not tomorrow. <laughs> and not tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. <clears throat> That's just what I think. So I choose to worry about today and what I'm... Like here, yeah, bringing heaven to earth, not out of my own works or my uh-huh. own doings or nothing out of ego, mm. but reflecting God here, reflecting who I am truly meant to be, which is the Son of God, which yeah. is love, which is all of the fruits of the Spirit here. Yeah. That's my focus. I'm not really focused on heaven. <laughs> I was like, yes, yes, yes. Uh. And then, no. <laughs> no, but look, <clears throat> legit, all of what you just said, kind of, it's kind of a full circle moment because that is the point of the church. Right. Yeah. Like that, that right there, because the church is the body of Christ, not a building, it's us. And that right there, what you said, all mm. the way up until the end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that, literally. All anyway, right. yeah. Maybe an outro. Well, we don't, we don't even need an outro. Like, what do you say in an outro? I don't know. Thanks for listening. <laughs> like a primary school speech. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't pay attention to the outro. Yeah, neither. Like, I, like when I can sense that the conversation is wrapping up, I, I, I tune out. Yeah. Because it's always just people plugging like their social media or like, you know, yeah, subscribe to our, like, you know, this, join us on Patreon or whatever so you mm. can support this podcast and yeah, you can yeah. make money. It's... <laughs> Which is all important stuff. It is. I just don't care. <laughs> yeah, I don't care either. So I don't know how we wrap yeah, this up. I don't know how we wrap this up. <sighs> cool, cool. Thanks. Thanks for listening. Farewell. <laughs>